Times they're changing. Yeah. I want to make it really clear today that um, I am not making a political statement. Uh, so just uh, know that I'm making a spiritual statement today. All right? My goal is to build your faith. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what the challenges may be, no matter how out of control things may be, no matter how things are changing, one thing remains steadfast. That's as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called by God to be obedient and to be faithful. You know, our mission as a church and as followers of Christ, it's the same. You know, we're to be a light in this world, and we're to always be pointing people to God and to Jesus Christ. So things may feel like they're out of control. You know, tensions and divisions, they, they exist. You know, a lot of people are worrying these days. We're living in a world that's toxic at times. There's a lot of anger, and it's creating a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. But today, what I want to do is invite you to step back from it. Step back from all the frustration, the chaos, the confusion, and get some perspective in your life. We're going to look at a a piece of uh, scripture. It's a powerful passage. It's found in the Old Testament, uh, one of my favorite, uh, Psalms 46. This portion of scripture, it was written in 701 BC. Uh, The context is very, very important that we understand it. There's an evil king of Assyria that is attacking the city of Jerusalem. And I think it's really hard or difficult for us to kind of comprehend this, to really understand it. Because I'm guessing that none of us have ever been in a city under siege, have we? Fear dominated the people that were living in Jerusalem at that time. Because the Assyrians were brutal. They were vicious. They were sadistic. They were inhumane conquerors. And the psalmist writes this. He says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So I want you to imagine being in a city surrounded, and you've got this ruthless enemy that's moving in. They have the most advanced weaponry, they're highly trained warriors, and they are known for their brutality. They don't just want to conquer the city. They intend to humiliate the people that they conquer, destroy anything and everything in their wake. The Assyrians terrorized their enemies, literally. They, they would actually uh, send tablets ahead as they're advancing in their attack. And they, in those tablets, they would detail what they were going to do to the prisoners after the battle. And it was psychological warfare, basically. It was kind of like sending a postcard ahead announcing, here's what's going to happen to you when we get there. 
It showed pictures of people being tortured, beheaded, impaled, uh, many things that they're, they're so uh, despicable we can't even talk about this morning. But this is the context that this, this psalmist writes these words. It's a time of turmoil, all right? People are terrified. They feel overwhelmed. They feel helpless. They feel inadequate to defend themselves. And the Spirit of God breathes life and gives hope. And I believe it's a hope that is true today. I mean, 2,700 years later, it is a reminder God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, always ready to help. You know, the moment you're in trouble, God's ready. Your your situation, whatever it is today, did not catch God off guard. In other words, God didn't look and go, well, didn't see that one coming. wasn't, Wasn't prepared for that. No, always ready to help. In fact, some uh, translations of this, uh, it says ever-present help. You know, that phrase, it's a a bit complex. It's hard to uh, translate. It comes from two Hebrew words. And the first of those Hebrew words means to be encountered, to be experienced. And it's the idea that when it comes to God, words are inadequate to really describe God. God must be experienced to fully understand who God is. It's a little bit like I could tell you about, how many of you have been to Niagara Falls? All right, so people had told me about Niagara Falls. But until you actually see Niagara Falls in person, you can't really comprehend how majestic it is. You just can't. Words cannot describe how big and powerful the water is. You have to encounter in person the falls. You have to experience it up close and personal. And my prayer today for you is that no matter what trouble you may have in your life, that whatever you're facing, that you will experience in a very real way the presence of God. The the second Hebrew word carries the idea of exceedingly abundant. The, The verse is saying that in times of distress, in times of trouble, that God will overflow exceedingly abundantly in your life with protection and provision and strength. It's what God does. So what's that mean for us today? Well, as, as you face your enemies, you face those challenges, those struggles, I get it, you don't live in Jerusalem. You're, you're not being attacked by the Assyrians. But you may feel like you're under siege. I mean, your family might be a little crazy. You know, things at work uh, might be spinning out a little bit. You look at the country and you might go, you know, it seems like it's out of control. 
But God is our refuge and strength, always ready to what? Help in times of trouble. I mean, what's that mean? I mean, when your anxiety overwhelms you, you know, when you worry so much, you, you can't sleep. You know, you wake up at night worrying about your kids or your grandkids and the world that they're going to grow up in. You know, when you're dealing with a, a health issue or maybe your job's fragile or, or your marriage is hanging on by, by a thread, you're, you're struggling with your faith, whatever it is, it means that God is exactly what you need, exactly when you need it in your life. And God's so, so, so much more than that. Always ready to help in times of trouble. You see, the, the, the goodness, the, the power of God, which cannot be explained, words do not do it justice, it must be experienced in life. See, no matter what you're facing, God's exactly, precisely, specifically what you need and more, more, so much more. Psalmist goes on and says, so we will not fear when earthquakes come, mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. You know, because God is our refuge, because God is our strength, because God's always ready to help in those times of trouble, we will not fear. We will not fear. And that's the good news today. That's the good news nobody's talking about these days. It's news. You're not going to see it on CNN. You're not going to see it on Fox. No, it's the news nobody's talking about. Friends, when you are anxious, the good news is God is your peace in the midst of that. You know, peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, when you're hurting, God is your comforter. You know, when, when you're lack, lacking in your life and you're struggling, God is your provider. You know, when you're battling with some sin and you feel like you've failed or you've made a lot of mistakes, God is your salvation. You know, when you're weak, God's strong. You know, when you're at a point and you're ready to quit and bail on something, God will give you the strength to persevere. You know, when you're feeling helpless, God is your hope. You feel like you're in the dark, God will be your light. You know, if you're confused or unsure, God will guide you. You know, if you're in trouble, God is your shield, your rock, your fortress, your defender. God can be counted on in those times. God's exactly what you need. And exactly when you need it. Who is God? Let me, ask, let me ask it this way. Who do you need God to be in your life? You know, a couple of verses later, the psalmist writes, it says, the nations are in chaos. We'll just let that set for a minute. Sound familiar? <laughs> the nations are in chaos. <laughs> and the kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. 
the Lord of heaven's army is here among us. Now, this is easy to miss because that's a statement right there about Jesus. Emmanuel, God is with us. You know, God didn't just sit up in heaven and keep his distance. No, his love was so great that he came and dwelled among us. You know, he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins so that we could have a personal relationship with him. Lord of heaven's armies is here among us, and the God of Israel is our fortress. Our God is big enough to oversee the world. All the nations sit under his throne. Do not forget that. I mean, the world may feel like it's out of control. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's always been. But God is still in control. God is reigning and ruling. He's sovereign. He's powerful. He's ever-present. He's all-sufficient. He's in the midst of it. In fact, is he so powerful, he speaks, and the world melts. It responds. Yet God's so loving, he knows exactly what's going on in your life today. Every little detail. And God's waiting to help. Whatever it is. Friends, I cannot tell you about God. He's good. He's powerful. But you have to experience it for yourself. That's why the psalmist says, come and see the glorious works of the Lord. Come Come and see the Lord. Open your heart to the Lord. You know, cry out to him from time to time. You know, lean on him, cling to him, depend on him. You know, whenever you draw near to God, I guarantee you God will draw near to you. When when you cry out, he'll reach out. If you're a parent today, grandparent, you understand this, don't you? The fact is, my my kids, my grandkids, if they cry out to me, help, I need you, guess what? They got my attention. They've got my full attention. I am there for them. I'll quickly assess, you know, try and figure out what is it that I can do here. The moment you need God, he delights in revealing himself to you. He is exactly, exactly what you need. Exactly when you need it in your life. He is exceedingly, abundantly more, much, much more than you can even guess or imagine. Friends, when I I read a scripture, especially a scripture like this, I, I try and imagine myself like living in the day, you know, being there, you know, being the one penning these words. And so I, I'm imagining that I'm in that city that's under siege and I'm a husband 
I'm a father, and I'm a grandfather. And I imagine the Assyrian army advancing on my city. This is an enemy my entire life I feared since I was a little kid. And I look outside my gates, and I see them. And I have no power to protect my family. I am fully aware of what their plans are. What they're planning to do to my wife and to my children and my grandchildren. I do not have the power to stop it. And this is the assignment that God gives Be still and know that I'm God. I will be honored by every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. Be still. Be still when everything I value, be be still when everything I love I mean, be still when everything that I have spent my life building and protecting is in jeopardy. When, when things are out of control, everything in me wants to protect it. Strive, fight. But when it's out of control, beyond my control, be still and know I'm God. I do not like that. I do not like to be still. I am not wired to be still. You know, when Cindy and I first got married, uh, we would go on vacation, and it was a challenge for us. She likes being still on vacation. I like doing things. She likes to sit in a lawn chair by the pool, by the beach, and the only way I know she's not dead the page numbers change on the book that she's reading. <laughs> we have first few years, we'd look at each other after vacation, and it's like, it was kind of like, so you're not enjoying yourself? See, she liked to be still. I like to do. Friends, when life is challenging, when, when things feel like they're out of control, Part of the problem, and I think it's why we resist being, being still, is you can't contribute anything. I mean, when you're still, you can't be in control. I mean, when you're still, you, you can't have a voice. You know, you can't have an opinion. 
you know, when you're still, you, you can't fix anything. And when things are out of control, hear this, it's in the stillness that you realize you're not as important as you thought you were. It's, it's in that stillness that, that you come to the conclusion you're not in control as much as you thought you were in control. You know, you realize that the world doesn't revolve around you. You are not the main character. You realize when you're still that you need God in your life. In fact, you'll realize there are some battles you will only win with God. It's the only way. And there will come a time, a season, maybe it's today, when you have to be still because it's the only thing you can do. I want you to notice what it doesn't say here. It doesn't say, be worried, be fearful, be anxious. It doesn't say, freak out. It doesn't say, be an idiot on social media. It doesn't say, be preemptive, you know, be extra diligent in your life. It says, be still and know that I'm God. That, that Hebrew word for still is Raphael. You know, Rafa. It means to uh, be quiet. Relax in God. It, it carries the idea of give yourself a break. Quit carrying it. God's telling you to Chillax, so to speak. This is not your battle. This is above your pay grade. You do not have the strength. You do not have the IQ to figure this out. If God is big enough to oversee the world, hold the planets in place, the stars, then God is big enough to handle your problems. Be still and know that I'm God. You will never arrive here by reading it, hearing it. You will only come to that conclusion when you experience it in your life. So what happened to the people of Jerusalem? You know, their city's under attack. Uh, you can read it this week. In fact, I'd encourage you to, to read it. The story's found that's kind of connected to this psalm. It's found in Second Chronicles 32 or Second Kings uh, 19. It's the same story told from different perspective. But the Assyrians were advancing. The, the king of Jerusalem, Hezekiah, he prays one prayer. And the God 
who is always ready to help in times of trouble, God sends one angel to dominate 185,000 Assyrian warriors. One angel. Not a legion of angels. One angel. One prayer, one angel. And because God is exactly what you need, exactly when you need it, God protected that. Friends, if God can oversee the world, he's big enough to handle whatever it is that you got. You know, so be still, mom. You know, be still, dad. Be still, child of God. Be still and know Know that he's God. Be still and know what cannot be described but can only be experienced in life. Our God's always God. Our God's always, 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 he's what? Always in control. And our God's so powerful. He will be honored every nation. Every nation. In fact, we're told one day every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Where do you need help today? Where do you feel like things are out of control? Who do you need God to be in your life today? Because God is exactly what you need. Exactly when you need it, and so much more. Slow down a little bit. Be still and know that he's God. See, it's not be still and wonder. Be still and hope. Oh, please, 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 please. Not be still and wish. Be still and know that he is God. God alone is exactly what you need. Exactly when you need it. And so my question today is, what is it that you need to give up today? Because God's waiting always ready to help you in times of trouble, challenges, struggles, confusion, whatever. The psalmist ends with this. The Lord of heaven's army 
is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Jesus is among us. God is our fortress. And that God cares about what's going on. And he's waiting to help you. He's waiting to help you. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God. God, we know you hold the world in your hands. God, I know you're waiting for us to reach out, to cry out. And you'll help. Maybe not this moment. Maybe not this week, but your hand will be in the middle of whatever it is. And that you will deliver us through, that we can see it through. God, there are some things we get all freaked out about that we got zero control. God, I pray that we would surrender those things. That we would give you full control. That we would just acquiesce and go, okay, Lord, it's bigger than me. I can't do this. And that we would be still. And know that you're the God that created this world. You're the God that speaks and even nature responds. You are big enough. So, Lord, I pray that we would just lay that stuff at your feet today, that we would surrender and give up that control. Let you be God. Let us see your mighty hand. Be our fortress, Lord. Be our deliverer. Be our shield, our protector, our hope, our salvation. Lord, we stand in awe of your power, your grace, your mercy, your provisions. God, we thank you that you love us. Even when we're unlovable sometimes, you still love us. Lord, may we give you glory with everything we say and everything we do. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Jesus' name, amen. God's people said. So while, just stay seated. Band's, band's going to sing and lead us in worship. And I just invite you at some point to just say, okay, Lord, I, I'll give you control of this. Whatever it is that you've been carrying that's wearing you down, that's freaking you out, that's bothering you, that you can't see a way through, whatever. Just say, okay, Lord, I'm giving it to you. Just be still before God. Let him be God. Let him be God today.